0: Welcome to Envision Broadcasting, the station designed to encourage, equip, and empower you for growth and success, presents the Wellness Warrior Hour with the Wellness Ambassador, Dr. Shannon Denard. The Wellness Embassy and Wellness 360 Institute is the place where holistic medicine, science, psychology, and spirituality converge. Hello, Wellness Warriors. This is the Wellness Ambassador, Dr. Shannon Denard with the Wellness Embassy and Wellness 360 Institute. I want to celebrate you for taking another step in your personal empowerment journey and invite you to experience our catalog of curriculum at www.wellnessembassydenard.org. Connect with me and the Global Warrior Community on Facebook and YouTube. Don't forget to like, comment, follow, and subscribe. You will be empowered to evolve. Hello, Wellness Warriors. This is the (laughs) Wellness Ambassador, Dr. Shannon Denard. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Congratulations on you being here, being present. You are in the right place. And again, you have chosen to invest in your personal growth and development. And on today, I have a most esteemed colleague and woman of God, the apostle. The, the woman of God, the Apostle Eunice Groves. She is the presiding prelate of Grace and Mercy, Kingdom Fellowship International. And I just want to say welcome, Apostle. Welcome and thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, Dr. DeNora.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so, so Apostle, Tell us a, a little bit about yourself, and and tell us a little bit about your years in ministry.
1: Well, Dr. Denard, God bless you. I am a generational uh, preacher, pastor uh, from uh, both sides. My mother and father both. Wow. Um, my father. I come from a lineage of maybe a hundred. And when I became a board, it was 126 pastors and ministers in the family. Wow. Since then, it's been quite a few more added. I came in about 29 years ago. Wow.
0: Um,
1: I've been doing it for 29 years. I am a called out apostle. Uh, I operate in the gift also as the prophet. And I have successfully, with the Lord's help, walked in all five offices of the fivefold ministry. Ministry wow. in different seasons of ministry. And for that reason, I was chosen uh, to be an Apostle Elder of Rings. Uh, and it simply states that through peers and through observation, confirmation, affirmation, that they were able to validate the fact that I had walked in all of the offices successfully. I am excited about the ministries that I cover. I am a college seminary graduate and I just use those as my ornaments. That that helps you to deal with the people of God in a different way to make it more simple that even a child could understand. Uh, I cover both ministries in country, out of country. God has allowed me to do that since 2009. And I thank God. I'm also a consecrated bishop. So I walk in both offices as an apostolic bishop uh, with a prophetic and apostolic anointing.
0: Wonderful. Uh,
1: We do a school called the Apostolic End Time School Prophets, apostles, and seers. And we do that every Thursday, well, the first and third Thursdays of the month, VIA conference call. Yes. Um, but we thank God for the opportunity to train. I have been able to release a lot of apostolic sons. And sons with booms. (laughs) Uh, And sometimes that has been a very challenge. I've been able to step into some first places. Uh, This office is predominated by men mostly. Yes. And so is the office of Bishop. But Uh God has allowed me to step in and become uh, some first. I, I was honored as a pioneer in Ministry for Women um, back in 2012. Okay. And since then, God has enabled it to grow. I take pride in the, um, and confidence in encouraging, nurturing, uh, causing people to go from where they are to where God has purposed them to be, called them to be. And it's a wonderful reward. Wonderful.
0: Oh my goodness. I, I tell you, I can definitely not only see, but but sense uh and 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 feel that the the nurturer in yes. you. And and which brings me to uh my next question with with all of uh the 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 spiritual children that you yes. have had uh the opportunity to birth uh at one level or another let's let's kind of talk about uh the the times because you made the mention about the times and the seasons that we are in currently and and Mm -hmm. all of the things that the the spirit of the lord had has had you as, you know, in an opportunity to not only experience, but to to use you in such a profound way to, to guard, to guide, to govern, to mm-hmm. teach, and, and to train. And, and, and that really kind of sums up a, uh, the apostolic mantle, the mantle of an apostle. But let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about uh, this season of the nurturer speaking okay. more specifically about women in ministry you know just bringing that anointing of the nurturer in uh into ministry into fivefold ministry the the body of right. Christ along right. with the preparation of the mm-hmm. bride of Christ
1: okay uh in this season <clears throat> every apostle has a mandate. Every called out apostle has a mandate. My mandate was to equip, to enlighten, uh, to inform, to encourage, uh, to empower leaders in ministry. That is my assignment. Uh, all of them differ, but my mandate is to uh, leaders. When you're dealing with leaders, you have to always realize that every leader has a different vision, a different assignment, and they also have the innate ability to feel like they're confident within their own right. And so as another leader coming to equip another leader, Uh, You have to, first of all, realize that you should have a father's heart. Uh, You are called out. You are sent forth. My training, I was taken from the college or seminary surroundings, and I was on a three-year sabbatical. In that three-year sabbatical, I was taught by the Holy Spirit himself for three years And then I was allowed (laughs) to go back and finish the college seminary training. With that being said, it teaches you to look at every leader as an opportunity to embrace that particular leader's vision, help him pray it through, uh, not condescendingly, but to lift them up. Every leader learns differently, every deater performs differently, they hear God differently. And so as a nurturer, being a mother myself biologically, yes, every one of your children are different. Yes. And it's the same spiritually. Every child that God sends you has his own personality. Yes. You have to use that personality because some of them are Paul's. Uh, they are tenacious. They're bodacious. <laughs> some are Peters. <laughs> um, you know, some are Ruth's. Uh, some are Naomi's. All of them. Some are Sarai. So you have to look at all of those children and say, okay, Lord, now, where do I start? What is what you have endowed me with? How do I transfer that? Uh, to those individual children while lifting them, not degrading, uh, while finding a place to uplift them or encourage them, uh, even if they haven't had formal training. Mm -hmm. Uh, You must realize as a leader that God has put something inside of you that will give you the advantage or the rapport To deal with them. It may be, all of your children may not be kinetic. Some are visual. And you have to paint that picture.
0: Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. One picture (laughs)
1: may not work. You may have to paint two or three pictures. (laughs) But either way, God gives you uh, the ability to see that, to work with that. And to allow them to develop at their own rate of speed. Mm-hmm. we've been doing a school that God gave us the vision it was apostolic in focus and and it uh, was divinely purposed five-fold ministry operational we started with three students back in January of 2002 with a god-given Bible course center curriculum for two years and they operating it they, uh, have walked in it according to their own time. A lot of them work. So they move with their own ability. But we are thankful with starting out with the three students that God has kept it going all of these years. And we've been able to produce uh, more than 200 students coming through the school. Um, and we are thankful that uh, that during that time, you are actually able to witness uh, God's progression from where they start to where they end. We are very thankful, all of them are very capable, able. They are well-bodied leaders all over uh, the United States, some out of country. They have put forth an effort, one of the greatest um, deals that, one of the greatest rewards that I feel like we were able to experience, we have uh, bishops, pastors in West Ghana, Africa, uh, Nigeria, uh, Tanzania, um, Pakistan. (laughs) Uh, Back in times when we had created a time, a lot of them were not able to, to get on Uh, our teaching platform so what we had to do is create a platform Ah. on Saturdays we found out that the you know timing difference was six hours different (laughs) so a lot of them would go and stand by a telephone pole in order to call in and we could listen to them and we could they could preach to us we could talk to them That's one of the most satisfying because of the sacrifices they made. I had a bishop in uh, West Ghana called uh, Bishop uh, Jerry Sawe, who was a graduate of the college there. He had other bishops. And with his ability, he started teaching the other bishops and their pastors how to email me. Ah. How to form an email? <laughs> he was the only one that could do an email, and so he started teaching them how to do email and wow. send me email. Sometimes the um, you know the, the 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 language would be turned backwards, but I could read it because they were so excited. <laughs> I saw God move in a way you know that you're so appreciative. Yes, uh, yes. We had a pastor. Um, in Pakistan, uh, uh, Pastor Navid Shift and his wife, Lady Astor, who was going doing a school for young people, uh, young ladies who had been raped uh, on their way to school. Um, and their fathers was walking them to school and a lot of them was killed wow. by the Muslims. So they took all of these young ladies in, he and his wife. And they would walk 13 miles to their ministry just to do Sunday school. Wow. And so when you look at the sacrifices uh, that has been put out there and you are covering these people, you are praying and you are standing in the gap for them. You are thankful uh, when God moves with them and advances them uh, to their place, they're excited. Uh, with the women in ministry, uh, we have a lot of sons with wounds and 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 breasted sons. Uh, yes. One of the things I want to establish the fact for all women who are listening that are in ministry, you must understand that you are not the female as man sees you, uh-huh. uh, because your outer covering is different. Yes. That outer covering is used to denote or to cause the other males to recognize that you are the reproductive side of him. yes yes that you can reproduce other males you can reproduce other females. Um, in the book of Genesis, uh, in the very first chapter, it tells us that God created man. But from man, he also created a breasted man or a wounded man. And in Genesis 5 and 1, he referred to them both as man. Yes. Uh, You had man with the womb that was able to reproduce. and, And Adam, the first man, renamed the second Adam. Renamed her to Eve, which gave her more of a feminine name. But because of that, uh, it has caused men to look at woman differently. I want to encourage the women in ministry understand that your male counterpart or colleague cannot address you without spelling W O M A E or f e m a l e you are a male either way it goes um <laughs> you're a female uh, in the greek and in the and in and in the hebrew it refers to you as a breasted male one who can give life one who can nurture life through the breast one who provides food and milk to her baby naturally <laughs> And also, you have the wound woman, which you carry that baby. You nurture that baby in the womb. You talk to that baby. You instill within that baby principles. The same way as you do it physically, you do it spiritually. Yes. God has empowered uh, women to be nurturers of both the male and the female child. Yes. And so you birth them physically, you birth them spiritually, you teach them the spiritual aspects of ministry, you teach them how to carry themselves, how to present themselves, how to search that word. First of all, a woman is more inquisitive. (laughs) And she desires to know more than just the topical subject. She's gonna search down beneath. If it says this on top, she wants to know why. Yeah. She wants to know how that, that particular subject was reached uh, how uh, she was able, how did they get this? She's gonna dig, that's her job. She, she goes in and want to know how things are put together. Mm-hmm. That's her inquisitiveness. If you look at the first woman in the Bible, uh, which was Eve, you find that same Yes,
0: in
1: the garden. Even though they had been told, do not touch the tree in the midst, she ran up on one was a little bit uh, wiser perhaps, and used the word. Uh, she says, well, if we eat of it, we should surely die. Uh, now, you must understand they didn't understand what death was at That's that right. Time. That did uh-huh. not occur. So, they didn't realize they were talking a spiritual death,
0: uh-huh.
1: or neither natural because they had not witnessed either one. But Satan approaches the woman and said, no, you know, if you eat it, you're not going to die. You know, what you will do is See that you have partaken of a fruit that was pleasing to the eye, that would allow you to have as much knowledge as God. Uh, It will enable you, you know, to see yourself in a different way When you look at this, when you partake of this, and so the inquisitiveness of Eve arose. She partook of it. She said, oh, it's delightful. Uh Uh-huh. So in being delightful, she decided, you know what? Let me introduce this to my counterpart. Let me introduce this to Adam. Now, Adam had the privilege because he had the law that said Uh you wasn't supposed to do this. He Mm could have said, now, Eve, you've done this, but I can't do this. God told us not to do this. But even though you've done it, I'm not going to do it, you see. But that's not what happened. Because women are persuasive. Uh And because she was persuasive, she persuaded Adam. Uh And he partook. Now, they both found out that there is something when we disobey God on whatever level, Uh you become uncovered. You become naked. You become vulnerable. Yes. And to the to the to the actions of Satan. This is what happened. They became spiritually vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they became naked in God's eyesight. Uh, they wouldn't have known that <laughs> had they not been yeah, disobedient. Not, yeah. That yeah. disobedient. So as women, I must encourage the women to be very careful. Okay. In ministry, you will always be challenged mm. in ministry by the male counterpart. They always want to prove that they know more than you, they are in competition with you, uh, they have a great advantage over <laughs> you because this is what they have been doing. But as women, you must be confident in who God called you to be. You must realize God has equipped you so that you can. You don't have to be in competition, women. That's right. Do not be in competition. Be mindful of who you are. Every time you have an opportunity, be that person. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to convince people that you are just be just that's be right. that person
0: that's right um, that is one so of the things well said.
1: Is, right study study to show yourself approved unto god not man unto god that you can rightfully divide the word that god has given within you wisdom wisdom is referred to as a sheep yes or a female because it enables you to take chances. It enables you to take risks. Wisdom says, go for it when you don't see the end result. Wisdom say, do not hide behind what is safe and comfortable. Step out, Uh huh. take that message further and further. Stand, if you have 50 men, stand in the midst of those 50 men, confident of who you are. And when you have the opportunity to speak, speak it with the assurance of knowing that you are qualified to do what you do. Yes. With the power that God has enabled you to do so. Mm -hmm. That's not only with ministry, it's with only any endeavor or business or any adventure that God has given unto you. Entrust it. Yes. In your hand. Go to your highest ability to do that. You, you,
0: you are not limited. That's right. That's right. And, and that's a very valid point because we also see that, you know, even as you were speaking Mm -hmm. uh, concerning the the season that we are in and and you put it so beautifully of (laughs) Uh, the the testimony of your life as yes. not only a nurturer in yep. uh, the the female body, but also embodying uh the the apostolic father the anointing of an apostolic father and and you you your ministry everything that you have been able to be blessed by the holy spirit to accomplish it it seems as though uh, all of that work has really shown and and played out as a balance, a balance of being uh, of the anointing, being an yes. apostolic father and yes. and an apostolic mother, a right. nurturer. And as right. you were saying, uh, we see that the 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 anointing or even if if I may the spirit yes. of the nurturer coming yes. back into play even in what is what would be called a secular platform. Yes. We we yeah. have uh females that are taking uh positions in politics right, um, right. we have uh females that are taking positions in businesses True. leadership positions and so Uh, even on our platform of being in ministry, it is now time, would you say, and I I just asked that question, would you say that it's now time that uh, we all understand and come into that level of wisdom of knowing that it is high time for the, the anointing and for uh the the female which that yes. just denotes the the type of anointing the type of yes. energy that the mm-hmm. the character of the uh male with a wound the yes. man with, the wound. with a yes. wound
1: with the wound that, wound.
0: that is characteristic of mm-hmm. the nurturer right Conception, which yes. we reflect the the working of the holy spirit amen and so mm-hmm and so with that being said while we have a few more moments yeah. would you would you just kind of share with us uh what should the our sisters in those positions of leadership what what should they do when they encounter uh yes. maybe some sort of opposition and and even more so uh the the brothers who are in positions of right. leadership that has already been taught that, okay, yes. it's just, you know, uh, about the man's role in the right. pulpit as a cover right. And yes. you, for the last yes. moment, a- address that.
1: Okay. Um, first of all, Dr. Nord, women women need to understand or, embrace the idea that it is not about a male or a female. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When you have been educated, equipped or empowered to do whatever job you do, you have to understand that you spent time doing that. You sacrificed, Uh, you took levels of risk, uh, in order to become who you are, first of all, understand your value. Yes. Your value is not determined on whether you are male or female. Uh-huh. Your value is determined, uh, by who God has made you to be and who you see yourself as. Yes. I'd like to throw in a wisdom comment. Um, never allow anyone to place a value on you. First of all, you have to know that you are valuable to the world. What you have enables you to be valuable. You don't need someone to come tell you or to accept you with an example. God may have chosen you, and I've run into this, and perhaps some of the other women. You are walking in one office, but man cannot accept you in that office. So he decides that he's going to place you in another office, Wow! that he can readily accept you. Now, first of all, do not allow that to happen. (laughs) Because you are saying that God didn't know what he was doing when he placed you in that office. If you're an apostle, be an apostle. If you're a prophet, be the prophet. If you're the pastor, be the pastor. Now, when you walk in a place and I've had this to happen, I've walked into another apostle's ministry many years ago. He knew I was an apostle. He knew I was, a, I was commissioned as an apostle in the year 2000 by Apostle Darrell Wilson and Dr. Miles Run- Monroe, who is now deceased. But when you know that you carry the qualifications you have been placed in that position, do not allow man's intimidation to move you out with his words. Do not even take on the shameful or I don't know. You have to always be assured of who you are. Now, when I walked into this ministry that year, a few years ago, he said, come on up evangelists. And I said, I beg your pardon. (laughs) I am an evangelist. Understand, I am an evangelist. I have walked in that office. I have performed evangelistic crusades. But in this season, I'm not the evangelist. I'm the apostle. I'm a called out apostle from birth. See, and I have been commissioned as an apostle. That's the office I'm walking into now. So address me where I am now. Don't (laughs) belittle me because you can't accept the fact that you don't believe apostles still exist. Well, let me put in a note here for the female apostles. There were uh, the original 12 that Jesus called himself. He first called them disciples because they needed to be trained. You can't be called into an office and immediately go into it. You have to be trained into that office. And so he trained them for three years and then he allowed them to be apostles, the same 12 disciples, because they were followers of him. They were learners. They were students. That's why whatever office you hold, you need to become a student. You need to be a lifetime student. I'm a lifetime student. And so if you get out of the school, fiscal school, uh, you need to be in the lifetime school of the throne room through grace right. and through education uh, through reading your word and, and get your PhD in prayer, healing and deliverance. And you don't get that from the seminary school. You get that from the throne room school. Um, and then you have what's called your post-ascension apostles, which were the ones that operated once Jesus ascended into heaven. He left those there, and he said, occupy until I come. Yes. Now, they could occupy only if he had already put it in place, which he had, and at this time, they had separated. Uh, So he sent a female (laughs) apostle (laughs) named Mary Magdalene, and he said, go and tell my men (laughs) to meet me (laughs) in Galilee. And don't forget Peter. <laughs> Peter is very important here, because what's going to happen is, as a nurturer, as as a apostolic mother, as an apostolic father, mm-hmm. you're going to have those young men and women that love you, but they 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 work they work out of zeal. They are ready to die like Peter. Oh, you know, I would do this. And he said, get behind me, Satan, because he knew who was putting him up to that. But you have to understand, you have sons and daughters that were straight. Not because uh, they don't love you, not because they don't have a heart for God. Something in life will cause them to stray. You have your Peters. But now in the gathering, you don't throw the Peters out. That's you right. always embrace the Peters. You always embrace your prodigal children who leave before time, who lead before the blessing, who lead before they got it all. They just felt like I'm anointed, I'm ready to go, it's time to do my thing. Well, sometimes you got to let them go and you got to let them understand that they're going to hit the hall pins in life <laughs> before they realize, you know what? That young man said, he came to a great revelation. He discovered where he was and where he needed to be. And he did not allow pride to keep him from going back to where he knew that he was received as a son.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And so all ministers, male or male with a womb, never let pride be the determining factor to keep you from going back, if you need to go back, if you realize you don't have it all, go back, Uh huh. go back. If you can't get it where you were, ask God to lead you. Don't allow your leader to put you in position that God did not ordain you to be. Wow, please do not allow, I'm gonna say it again, do not allow leaders just because they feel like this is who you are. Hear the voice of God first. If God didn't tell you that's who you are, you know, say, well, I hear you, but I need for God. I need to keep praying so that I can hear God's voice. If a leader puts you in a position that God has not ordained you, what's going to happen is you're going to fall in the judgments of that office. Uh Every office has judgments on it. Not only will it become your judgment, but everybody else is connected to you. Uh Family, family. congregations, co-workers, anybody that's around you, that's connected to you, they will suffer from those judgments
0: within that office. Wow!
1: Be sure you hear God and understand this is who God called me to be. Now, if that is contrary to what the leader is telling you, you appreciate that leader, but you tell him, I've got to walk here till God tells me differently. I will admonish every leader go to god first if he sends you uh ministers ask him why those ministers are there ask him what it is in you that he needs for you to impart into them don't act haphazardous, don't think that you know don't assume but be affirmed in what you are telling them because these young ministers. Are trust in you as a parent, a spiritual parent to tell them what's right and what's wrong.
0: Yes. Too many
1: young ministers now have been deceived because they trusted their spiritual parents and the spiritual parents did not love them enough to go to God in their behalf, did not teach them how to go to God and hear God first. And I talked about the original 12. I talked about uh, the post-ascension, but there is now what's called the end-time apostle. Ah. They are after the uh, post Uh We had one uh, Paul, everybody refers to Paul, but Paul was a post-ascension apostle. All the rest of them had, uh, their mandate was to the Jews. Paul comes along and because now people feel like no apostles exist because the definition that was thrown out many years ago by theologians was that the apostle had to be somebody that walked with God, that saw him, that actually, you know, participate on a day-to-day basis. But when you look at the spiritual context and the definition, an apostle is one that was sent forth. Yes. Now we all, be it uh, original or post or uh, end time, like uh, Paul was, Paul was called out by the will of God to be an apostle to the Gentile. Uh-huh. Everyone else, that was not a Jew. Only because the Jews did not accept Jesus as their savior. So it opened the door for the Gentiles. Well, the original 12, well, that was not their mandate. So now God sees a young man that is still understands authority, walks in his authority, walks in the right. He's teachable. he's He has all of this tenacity, but his name is Saul. And see, God can use the bold. He can use the bodacious. He can use that tenacious person that man overlooks. Uh-huh. That's the one God can use because he has all of the innate qualities that he needs. God just needed to show him he had a new leader. And so with his experience on the way to Damascus, he comes in contact. Now, one thing, if you really read that Bible and look at it, the first thing, when he was knocked off his beast, he asked, who art thou, Lord? See, Although he had been working for another set of servants, another set of leaders, He realized, I'm in the presence of a different master here. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh
1: His mandate changed that day. Wow. God can change you in a matter of moments. Because Paul was a creation. He understood that God's ability as the creator was in him. And he recognized the creator. Lord, I need to become introduced to you. What is it you want for me to do? And from that day on, we see Paul is now blinded to the world (laughs) Uh, masters and and leaders. And he's under the uh, anointing of a new leader. He has a new leader, a new master. And he's searching for that master. Now, what happens... With us as ministers, when we are called out, especially females, you need to understand, you need to understand the birthing process uh, of you from the physical to the spiritual. You give birth to a whole different set of principles, ideas. Uh, Ways of operation, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, the way you look at things, a whole set of new perspectives. You start to have a, not many men, but one, Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit becomes your guide. Prior to that, it was your biological father, your brother, whatever male was in your life. You started to look at them as being someone to validate you. Um, they were your protector, but once you come into the spiritual birth, you have one leader, and he doesn't look at you in the gender. So the Bible is written masculine, spiritual, and but it's mankind, yes. So we cannot get lost in the fact of whether he's talking to the female as man gives uh, instances of wanting to put a female attachment, prophetess. But in Ephesians 4 and 11, Jesus only established five offices, that of the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Now, up under prophet, he did not put prophetess because the Bible was written in the feminine. He was speaking spiritual, masculine, because he knew no gender. So we don't need to add or distract women. If you walk in the office of the prophet, you're a prophet. You don't have to be referred to as an ESS on the end of it. Because you're still the male with the womb. You're still a man. Let them address you as the prophet. I'm a male. Don't allow man to do something just so he can recognize you. As a spiritual mother, as a spiritual nurturer, there are some things that we uh, have to be aware of. As a spiritual mother, first of all, you're a life giver. Um, And in being that life giver, You are bringing life to a place that did not know life in that area. You're giving uh, the life. You're speaking life. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So I speak life as a life giver
0: to
1: my children, even if you're in a dead situation. Wow. I allow the Sarah anointing to rise up and speak life into you you have to understand as a nurturer and a mother you're a life giver the second thing you are you are a nurturer but you also have to understand (laughs) excuse me it takes wisdom wisdom john tells you anyone who likes wisdom
0: ask for it
1: and god gives it unselfishly yes that's right There is no hindrances, hesitation. Whatever you need wisdom in, he gives it. Yes. Unselfishly. So there's no need for you to say, I don't know how. Go to him. As a matter of fact, he's living on the inside of you.
0: That's right.
1: That's right. See, God downloads mm, before you're born, before he places you in your mother's womb, if you are called out, apostle or prophet, those are the only two called out offices. The evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, those are ordained offices. And the office of the bishop is a consecrated office. But as a spiritual mother, your life giver, you a nurturer, you are a protector. Wow. You are a protector of the gifts. You are a protector of that child. You are a protector of his spirit. Spiritual, Don't allow him to go into spiritual imagination, but keeping him firmly rooted and grounded in the word of God as a protector from that which is evil, teaching them to observe all things, teaching them how to recognize things which are not of God. You know, you have to build a fence around them through prayer. You yes. put a found around them, a covering around them, a wall of fire and protection through prayer, and you state within that prayer, they cannot go beyond.
0: Wow, that it's is boundary. that is impressive. That is That definitely speaks. And, and I love how you just uh broke that down uh in such uh, an elemental way where uh even little children uh yes. can understand that and, and i love uh how you bring in uh the balance between yes. uh there being one body uh right. in in that body there are many members both of True. the the f- the feminine energy and right. uh the masculine energy and, and right. i love how you know you you uh help us to understand how uh there's neither male nor female, female. In, yeah. in the spirit it just mm-hmm. speaks it simply just... about uh one having a one nature one nature uh, and yes. function and mm-hmm. then one having another nature and a different a slightly different, different function. function. And so that's, that's a a beautiful thing. I I mean, absolutely profound. And so in, in closing apostle, Mm -hmm. what, how, how is it those that have heard this message and have been blessed by uh, the the revelation that you bring, how is it that they can get in touch with you? Tell the audience how they can reach you. If they want to uh, be a part of the, the fellowship, Grace and Mercy. Yes. Uh, share with us your contact information on how we can get in contact with you.
1: Okay. Uh, you can reach uh, by email if you have questions or you like to be involved right now with the COVID. We have not gone back in the building. So we are doing everything via a, uh, conference uh, mode. Um, and also we will be establishing uh, the Zoom uh, launching so that they'll be able to get on you know, uh, with us. Uh, the teaching part <clears throat> of it, the school is done first and third Thursdays um, of the month. Uh, and with this, we're going to make an exception this month because we have Thanksgiving. So we will be doing, uh, this Thursday coming the next Thursday. And so we will not run into the Thanksgiving.
0: Uh, uh, okay. and
1: okay. I, um, uh, yes, I would like to perhaps give the, um, I'm looking for it. Uh, the, um, For the school, um, we have um, a VIA there. Uh, One of the things, let me give you the emails because we can send it to you. The email is bishopgroves9 at gmail.com. It's all lowercase, bishopgroves9 at gmail.com. Um We also have uh, Bishop Groves at ymail.com. Either one of those should uh, get you in touch with me if you need to. Um, we're also I'm looking, and please forgive me for not having that. I thought I had it right here with the uh, line. Uh, for the school, but um, if they will call or send an email, I would be glad to send them uh, the, the line for the school that they can, if they'd like to be a part of it, they can. We encourage you. It's the Five-Fold Ministry uh, Empowerment is what it is. And okay. uh, so they're able to, you know, get on to listen we teach exactly 1 hour it's 6:30 central standard time which should be 7:30 eastern standard time uh, we're on at 6:30 because we do have leaders that are on the east coast that work and we have leaders on the west coast so we're trying to fit in a time that they won't be on so long but we do exactly 1 hour The class line is, the conference line number is 609-746-1050, 609-746-1050, and I apologize.
0: That's okay. That's all
1: right. The code is 118419. Okay. 118-419-Pound.
0: Um, wonderful, that, wonderful. Yeah,
1: that is our that is our school uh, time that you can come in. And we'll be happy to have you. Uh, they're on. They're excited. We're right now in the process of being called. If you've been called, you know that was a sacrifice.
0: <laughs>
1: so we have been breaking down the sacrifice and the cost of being a called out person in ministry.
0: That is wonderful. Amazing. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, apostle, mm-hmm. it has been my pleasure uh <laughs> breaking bread with you on Amen. today. Uh it has definitely been a blessing and and I know that Uh, the audience has definitely been inspired and I'm quite sure that they have learned something and uh, and probably even had a fire lit up under them. And so we definitely thank you for your sacrifice in the ministry. We thank you for uh, the wisdom that you have shared with Mm -hmm. us on today. And we just thank you and. for for the light that you shine. And and once again, we we just wanna make sure that you know that at any time, you are more than welcome to come back onto the show as a guest, you you are always welcome. Amen. Amen, amen. And with that, we wanna let our audience know that we appreciate you for being with us on today. And we look forward to having you Be with us on our next episode. And until then, we wish you well being and wellness.
1: Amen. Thank you.
0: Mm -hmm. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hello, Wellness Warriors. This is the Wellness Ambassador, Dr. Shannon Denard with the Wellness Embassy and Wellness 360 Institute. The Wellness Embassy is the place where holistic medicine, science, psychology, and spirituality converge. I wanna personally invite you to explore our catalog of curriculum, which includes our life mastery series and our transcendence coaching to healing courses. If you are ready to be empowered to evolve, please visit wellnessembassydenard.org. Again, that's www.wellnessembassydenard.org. I'll see you in the inner sanctum. Thank you for listening to The Wellness Warrior with the Wellness Ambassador, Dr. Shannon Denard. At the Wellness Embassy and Wellness 360 Institute, holistic medicine, science, psychology, and spirituality converge. To become a wellness warrior, follow us on Facebook and visit http forward slash forward slash where you will be empowered to evolve.